When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham, and we are Nashville's on-demand sports network going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to find out how much your home, uh, to find out where to get your uh, next car. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Zach, yeah, we got the, the championship game set, Niners versus the Lions in the NFC, Ravens versus the Chiefs in the AFC. We'll talk a little bit about that Chiefs-Bills game at the end. You mentioned you lost both of your bets yesterday. Zach, I won both of my bets with Ben and Jim yesterday, snapping a losing streak of 0-16. Ooh. <laughs> I'm surprised you had money of, in the account. It's hard to survive uh, 0-16, my birthday. I had, I had not won a bet, Zach Bingham, since Christmas Eve. <laughs> and uh, I got both of them. Both of them parlays, used some Benham GM tokens, and now I'm head over water at this point. But uh, that's enough of that. So uh, when it comes down to this Titans coaching surf, search, they cast a wide net. That was... The whole goal is a wide net to go find a diverse group of candidates to help the Tennessee Titans get to the next step after uh, Mike Vrabel hit his ceiling, uh, apparently, as a Titans head coach. And they cast that wide net. It's a little up, update here on the timeline of what's going on with the Titans head coach candidates. 11 coaches were requested to interview. So Sam's job of making this graphic has gotten harder. Raiders uh, interim coach Antonio Pierce was hired full-time by the Las Vegas Raiders over the weekend. Ravens, D.C., Mike McDonald. Cowboys, D.C., Dan Quinn. Giants, O.C., Mike Kafka. Bengals, O.C., Brian Callahan. Texans, O.C., Bobby Slowick. Ex-Stanford head coach, David Shaw. Eagles, O.C., Brian Johnson. Panthers, O.C., Thomas Brown. Lions, D.C., Aaron Glenn. And Lions, O.C., Ben Johnson, who is the only one who has not completed a virtual interview with the Titans the only one of the 10 who has, I guess, nine still available who has done an interview with the Titans that's got a second interview is Bengals OC Brian Callahan. So, Zach, that is a mouthful of updates there. It's been a while since you've been on the show. How, what does your uh, seat look like as you've watched this Titans coaching search develop over the last week or so since you've been on uh, the show? Well, as a lot of you know, and I, and a couple people were asking me last week if I ever got my Kubera snapper mounted in. It finally came in after a year. 
I am a fisherman or want to be fisherman. I actually don't claim to be a, a, an angler in that sense, but I like going on deep sea fishing trips. And the concept is very, very simple. The more hooks you have in the water, the more opportunity you have to catch a fish. And in this coaching search, they have thrown out a lot of hooks. And I'm okay with that because we go through as we've built our business, I've gone through and conducted a lot of different interviews. And sometimes the more the merrier. It is okay. You want, sometimes you've had, it's like, oh man, I really got a really good candidate. And then you go through a couple of bad, bad ones that are like, get off of my screen. I, no, wrong. Shut your mouth. I don't say that obviously, but hey, get, get out. But then all of a sudden you come across somebody who's like, wow, actually this, this person really fits our system. They like-minded, understands. I, I feel like we could work together. I feel like it could have a good working relationship. I feel like that is kind of the approach. Now, that's, I think, glass half full Zach's mindset for this coaching <laughs> Okay. The other one is, does Rand Carthon really know what he's doing, right? Because this is the first time he's ever done this. and Or is this throwing spaghetti at the wall? So that's kind of the glass half empty. And so I, I don't know. I do think that you could say it's valuable talking to a lot of these candidates. There have been a, a few surprises, in my opinion, and we'll get to that uh, here, here shortly. But that has been their approach. They have not just focused on offensive-minded guys. They've also focused on defensive-minded guys. They've, I think, focused on similar guys that have the same mindset as Mike Vrabel, other guys that have different mindsets than Mike Vrabel. So I'm not against totally the approach, but I truly don't know how Rand Carthon has conducted this, how things have gone, how collaborative things have been mm -hmm. between him and Amy Adams Strunk. These are some of the unknowns that we can only assume, but we have the list. We can form our opinion. We know the roster. We know the ability to, to spend a lot of money in the offseason and have a top 10 pick. But that's kind of how I see it as of now is they – we hadn't gotten into the nitty-gritty, in my opinion, unless right. – and this is the last thing I'll say – they have already found a candidate they really have enjoyed talking to. And so they got to go through the process. they gotten through the Rooney rule and some of those things. Which Not yet. We, we, we they, talked they haven't. Yeah, they haven't checked all those procedural boxes yet because you have to go through like uh, secondary in, steps of that in in person interviews uh, to check the boxes of the Rooney Rule, which uh, applies to well, they have enough candidates to take that yeah. next step. Yeah, I, and so yeah. we'll see how the search continues on. I think this week will be a big telling week. You got to get a lot a lot of things done Monday through Friday this week. Sure. Now, before we get to our main question to ask about stock up candidates, Rashid brings this up. And Zach, as you are our resident uh, Bucks expert, why isn't the Bucks OC a choice for head coach? So if you could help us out with Canales, why isn't Canales getting any calls uh, for head coaching interviews? And why isn't he uh, a better candidate at this point after he, he helped Baker Mayfield uh, take this team to the division around the playoffs, which exceeds expectations uh, in Tampa. The Bucks definitely exceeded expectations, but I watched every snap of every Tampa Bay Buccaneers game this year, and there were some high points and some low points. And there were some games where you would sit there and say, this guy doesn't want, shouldn't be my head coach. So 
you got to kind of take this season's buck or this Buccaneers season a little bit with a grain of salt. I think they took advantage of the disaster and the plane crash that was the Philadelphia Eagles towards the end of the season and got them. And they they fought. They are a fighting team. And Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. had the ability to get you know the ball into the hands of his playmakers like Mike Evans and, and like Godwin at times. But I think they had a hot and cold offense. And so I think it's probably too early for him to really s- receive some of the attention that the others are. That would be my opinion. Yeah, and look, a good offensive line. There's still tons of talent on that team. They just lost Tom Brady. And you plug in Baker Mayfield, who it's easy to forget was a Heisman Trophy winner and a first overall draft pick. Isn't exactly a, a, a scrub, uh, but had some really up and down moments there. So right, I wanted to get that out of the, out of the way because I thought that was a valid question to ask, especially as the Bucs made it to the divisional round before losing to the Lions, <clears throat> where the Titans have two candidates on the Lions coaching staff. Those are... Uh, DC Aaron Glenn, who they have a virtual interview with, and Lions OC Ben Johnson, who has not yet completed a virtual interview with the Titans. So here's the list again of the 11 names. Uh, Antonio Pierce now off as he has been hired full-time by the Las Vegas Raiders, where he was the interim coach. So we want to ask you guys, who is the most stock-up coach for you right now? Which Titans coaching candidate are you most stock-up on right now? So which candidate... Of the 10 available, are you most stock up on? And we'll get to all of your comments uh, here in a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about our great friends at Krebs Kubota for all of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is their website. It's a great-looking website. Krebs Kubota is also an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry, the best warranties in the industry as well. So whenever something breaks, whenever a part needs to be fixed, which happens when you're using equipment, uh, you need to know you have that relationship with Krebs Kubota because of their elite Kubota dealership status and also the great customer service that they provide to everybody that walks through their doors. They have three sets of doors, Columbia, Murfreesboro, and Franklin. So you can go to whichever is more convenient for you across the entire mid-state. Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider is Krebs Kubota. If you need to buy that piece of equipment for that next project, around your home, your property, or maybe for your business, or maybe it's just a weekend rental to get the job done and give it right back to Krebs Kubota. They can help you out with that as well. KrebsKubota.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. We love BetMGM. I've had a great relationship with them for a number of years. And they provide the bonus code ATOZ Sports to you as a new user. They're the king of the sports book. If you sign up today, you got conference championship weekend on the horizon on Sunday. Now that that has set, you got NBA action, college basketball, ATOZ sports. Use that bonus code for new users and download the BetMGM app in your Apple or Android app store today. Yeah, I love BetMGM even when you go on 0-16 stretches. But, uh, Zach, the question here for the audience, which Titans coaching candidate are you most stock up on right now? I'm very curious about what the uh, answers from the chat are going to be. So I'll send you to the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also like the show if you haven't already, that helps us uh, a long way. So hit that like button, please uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. So it's pretty, it's a landslide right out of the gates because Chris Frazier, Ashley, Rashid, Wesley, Sam, Billy, Orlando. I mean, these are the first several comments all are going with Brian Callahan, Gerard says, 
Ben Johnson, Callahan from Steven, Callahan for me, from Scott, Callahan from Brad, Ben Johnson from Nick, Brian Can uh, Callahan from uh, Amar. You've got Callahan. You know, Darius says between McDonald and Callahan. So there's a new McDonald there from Edward. So a little new name there. Getting some, getting some uh, answers. Uh, Brandon says Brain, uh, Brian Callahan, Callahan from Titans. Kyle Callahan, Phil says Callahan. Uh, Maserati Mac goes Brian Callahan. So does Malachi. Uh, he's the only option in Malachi's opinion. Callahan, but McDonald, a close second. Jason says Callahan. Uh, insert uh, offensive coordinator here from IR. Um, hello, ladies. He's talking to Hire Gruden. I don't know if he's talking about Jay or, or John. Who knows? Uh, Jay's been either. in the news here recently. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good thing for John that he hasn't been in the news recently uh, there, too. Well, he kind of has uh, because of the John? Saints deal. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe I have to You got to catch up with that say. John Gruden news, my man. I got to catch up uh, on the Saints stuff, apparently. Uh, Timmy says Brian Callahan. Uh, here, we've got our first Bobby Slowick there from Caleb. Okay. TK says Callahan. Nate Spurner says Callahan. Don't let him uh, leave today. Callahan, for sure. Uh, for everything I have learned about him, his stock has rose the most from Danny. So a ton of, of Brian Callahan, I think. That's definitely the leader in the clubhouse from the mm -hmm. chat. Who is mm -hmm. the leader in the clubhouse as far as stock up for you, Austin? I, I think you have to go with Brian Callahan initially. Like I've got, I've got another stock up candidate that we'll talk about in a second. But Brian Callahan, Zach, has the most momentum. He got the. It was reported that he was uh, asked back for a second interview on Wednesday. Nobody else has been asked back for a second interview since Brian Callahan. He's the only one. And there's been several coaches. So like the time lapse, there has been no ask back for Mike Kafka. And he was done on Saturday, two Saturdays ago now, the same day that Callahan was uh, virtually interviewed. So I think Mike, Mike Kafka, the Giants, probably not coming back for, for an in-person interview this week. Antonio Pierce, he wasn't asked for back for a second, uh, but he's been hired by the Raiders. Mike McDonald's still playing, still coaching because the Ravens won yesterday. So he is ineligible to have an in-person interview with. But Dan Quinn hasn't been asked back yet. Bobby Slowick, uh, Brian Johnson, and then uh, 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 Thomas Brown have been interviewed too late last week to yet be called back for a second interview. But I still think the fact that it's just Brian Callahan who's set up to be in the Titans facility this week for a head coaching interview means something. And so, you know, I think you have to kind of say Brian Callahan has all the momentum right now. And I don't know if it's quite his job to lose, as some people say, but he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse uh, walking off the 18th green. So that is your number one. As right now, my number one stock up candidate is Brian Callahan. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of the uncertainty of, of Ben Johnson, I have to set him aside because, you know, they have not made that initial, at least, conversation. Doesn't mean that that can't happen or, or won't be scheduled. But so you said you've got two. I've got two, and Callahan is one of my two. So okay. I think we're on the same page. I think it justifies and solidifies that the chat is on our the same page that we, the whole, the whole, organization of A to Z sports morning show this morning, Brian Callahan. He has the coaching dad tie, right? Bill Callahan and what he did with the 
Oakland Raiders, who well, they did lose the Super Bowl to John Gruden and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2002. So there's a full circle show, uh, Kevin Bacon bit right there. But I do think that Brian Callahan earning that has to have his stock up. Another guy that I think stock should be up, a guy that I like, the guy that I've been impressed with, a guy that has had ties, and regardless of what happened over the weekend, Bobby Slowick, I think, is my number two. So you go, as far as stock is concerned, I would be happy if the Titans hired either Bobby Slowick or Brian Callahan. Slowick, if you go back and watch a little bit of Bobby Slowick at the podium, watch his mentality, watch his mindset, watch how he talks about his players, his offensive players, even the team's defensive players. I've done a lot more research on Bobby Slowick. Obviously has the San Francisco 49ers tie, which Rand Carthon has. Now, we don't know if they are friends in the building or enemies, right? We have no idea what mm -hmm. they think, but they at least had another conversation. So there's value to that. I, I found a little bit of leadership in his voice, and that is valuable. You can't, and I will say this, this is something that the Titans, and I don't know if it's been discussed on shows that I have not been on, but I think this is a very important thing. You cannot completely overcompensate. You have to have some sort of a middle ground. Austin, you can't have a player's coach and a leader of men like Mike Vrabel, who everybody respects, who puts on the pads and goes up against defensive linemen and offensive linemen each and every day and have some nerd of a offensive-minded guru come in here. I think that's an overcompensation. And I think you got to really look at the core of the locker room. Now, the core of the locker room is changing, so there's that, right? And it has evolved. But I think you need that guy that has <clears throat> a little bit of voice in his chest and can lead this team, especially, I think, with, with Will Levis. You got to look at Will Levis and what, what Jeffrey Simmons has become for this franchise right now moving forward. Those are the true key pieces that are going to be leading the roster, at least for the foreseeable future. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously a leader by example, and maybe here for another year. But I think you got to look at your candidates. Mine, Brian Callahan and Bobby Slowick. I've also, here's the last thing I'll say about Slowick. Mm -hmm. What he was able to do with C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, when Tank Dell went down, and how he just put together a really good offense and running game. That, I felt like the Texans were very, very balanced when C.J. Stroud was quarterback this year. They didn't have a great performance against the Ravens on Saturday, but I don't hold that against it. Those are my two candidates. I did see where Bobby Sloick has a very high run rate as far as just run to pass, but he's also top the NFL when it comes to passing attempts on first down, which is uh, – you talking about my overcorrection from the Titans to going and what they do on first down by running the ball like 80% of the time, it seems like at times, to the number one guy who passes the ball on first down with Bobby Slope would be a, a big jump. I'll just push back. Derrick Henry won't be on the raw. The reason why that yeah, is so uh, high is because of Derrick Henry. We think. The, the, the offense will have changed. Yes, uh, it should. That's for damn sure. Well, it will because of Derrick Henry. 
Yeah. Uh, and so I want to get to this because Bork brings this up. Before I get to my second uh, stock up, Bork says not to be that person, but uh, is Shaw added to the Rooney Rule interview um, that since that couldn't be Pierce anymore? So just to kind of clarify some things. So David Shaw's interview yesterday was in person. So because he is not employed by NFL franchise, you don't have to do a virtual interview with David Shaw. So Shaw was in person, but that still doesn't have the Titans Rooney rule compliant. You have to have at least two individuals have in-person interviews, either of color or women uh, to check that Rooney rule compliance box. So but there, you have to, and this is this. I'm not saying this is uncomfortable because it is what it is, but, but you know, you say, you ask the question of, was that the only reason why they talked to David? Right. Shaw? They have to like the NFL has forced, this rule, well, again, and I think it has very big benefits, but there's also a perception on, well, are you just talking to a guy to talk just, to him because yeah. he's a minority to check the box? And we'll never know, right? Because, yeah, those, and- I mean, we'll, we'll never know. But, look, Rand Carthon is a man of a minority uh, you know, race, and Amy yeah. Trunk is not the hired Rand Carthon, so I don't think it's that, you know? So, I don't think it's the perception. Yeah. But Jonathan says it's a terrible rule. I mean, it's it's got unintended consequences that make it cringy at times. But why I think it's important to remember the Rooney Rule compliance thing is I, I don't care who they hire. I'm trying to figure out the timeline of when the hire is going to be made. And you cannot make a hire until you are Rooney Rule compliant. I don't give a damn outside of that. I just want to know, are they eligible to hire somebody right now? And no, they are not. No NFL team is until that box is checked. And I'll say this. I think you could connect the dots based on what it said. The Rooney rule was a part. I don't want to say it was the whole thing, but a part of them having to fire Mike Vrabel. Yeah, it was the timeline. Because you've got to check all of these different things because the NFL has set these rules in place. Because of what has occurred and what you you know, you can have your own opinion on why and timing and all that stuff, but they have to, and that takes time. And you can't half-ass it, right? You can't just like, hey, come over to my house, let's talk up. That's interview. Like you have to go through this process, and that's why they couldn't or didn't get any value for Mike Vrabel. Now, Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. He started to interview with some some potential teams, but this timeline does matter. And I think it's a positive, at least for Titans fans. I think that the Titans today are closer to finding their next next head coach because they moved on from Mike Vrabel and just wiped their hands clean and started the process right away. Right, especially if you're going to trade Mike Vrabel to not the Patriots because the Patriots already had contract uh, and a contract that Gerard Mayo was going to be in. So you're going to trade uh, Mike Vrabel to the Chargers, who then would have to get I don't know if I don't know how that's a confusing spot to be in, and they didn't want to necessarily do that. So, uh, my second Zach stock up coach, uh, this might surprise you. I talked about this with Sam on Friday. My second stock up coach is Panthers OC Thomas Brown. I think Thomas Brown is very intriguing. I'm not saying he's stock up, meaning I think he's going to get the job. I'm just saying he is climbing as somebody who needs to be taking taken more legitimately with this job. I'll, I'll flash this up on the screen. This is from what Sam wrote on A2ZSports.com last week. The Sean McVay offense is a perfect fit for Will Levis. The Rams love to air it out. 
and take deep shots down the field. During the resurgent 2021 season, Matthew Stafford led all quarterbacks in air yards per attempt and completions of 30-plus yards. He was second 30-plus yard completions in 2023. The Rams' offense is so Will Levis-coded that they literally brought in his college offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, to be the OC in 2022, but injuries derailed the season for L.A. Thomas Brown was the assistant head coach to Sean McVay during those two years uh, that we're talking about with the LA Rams in 21 and 22. Thomas Brown has been in some really good spots and has been a successful coach, whether it's a position coach or a coordinator, everywhere he's been up until the Carolina Panthers tragedy and disaster that was the 2023 Panthers season. But that's not a coordinator responsibility. That is a David Tepper and trickle down effect to why the Panthers are so bad. But Thomas Brown is a former NFL running back. He's had running back coach stints at Wisconsin with Melvin Gordon, at Georgia with Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Uh, he went to the Miami Hurricanes and was their offensive quarter for three years and averaged 30 points a game uh, in those uh, three seasons. And then he went to the LA Rams where he helped and got an assistant head coach title from Sean McVay before going and calling plays this past year for the Panthers. Is Thomas Brown a proven great play caller? No, he's not. But I'm intrigued and I'm stuck up on Thomas Brown because I think he could have a staff that is impressive. And I think he is a head coach who has a, a philosophy for the quarterback that he has seen work with Matthew Stafford. And I think Matthew Stafford, I think Will Levis has a lot of Matthew Stafford traits, but he's not near the quarterback of Stafford, obviously. But he's got a lot of similarities of like throwing windows and angles uh, and arm slots with athleticism, with a, a, a sharp competitive nature. I, I think Thomas Brown is absolutely stock up for me. He's not number one stock up. He's number two stock up. I don't necessarily think he's going to get the job, but I'm intrigued by Thomas Brown. Well, and Randy brings this up, says, sorry, he couldn't design a better offense for the Panthers. And I think that, I think we all agree, like the Panthers were what the Panthers were. Maybe bad timing, but I wouldn't do it. And I think Randy brings up the timing of it. There is somewhat of a perception, right, for this hire. You have just fired a very well-respected coach. Mike Vrabel, that's what he was. Now, that is all in the past. You're looking forward. We agree that you need an offensive-minded head coach, right? You need somebody to help Will Levis go from here to here. You got to figure out a way to get by Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen and uh, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes who can't lose whether it's on the home on his home field or on on the road and that you know I, I don't know it, you've you've got to look at the perception of this hire right because we talk about here's one thing that I'll say positive for Brown if you look at his history with the Rams associate head coach and he he comes back from a running backs position yeah. coach right yeah. I've really always been impressed with all the curveballs and injuries that the Rams have had at the running back position. They always usually tend to find a running game. Like, yeah. like I, and that I, and like Tyron Williams, right. And, and so that if, if you, if he can get any credit for that, I'll give him that credit because I've, I've always thought that for the Rams is they should be terrible, but somehow they can run the ball and, and average a good, yards per carry for their team throughout the season. Yeah, and here's the other thing why I'm intrigued with Thomas Brown is because he is he has a working relationship with Liam Cohen. Liam Cohen 
is back at Kentucky. He's who Will Levis had as a junior at Kentucky when he was getting a lot of props for a number one pick consideration after that junior year. Liam Cohen went to the Rams for Levis's senior year, and neither had the season they wanted. And so Cohen went back to Kentucky. Thomas Brown has that relationship with Cohen. I think if I'm the Tennessee Titans, I have to consider a head coach that is everything for Will Levis and more, right? And that and more is and could be Liam Cohen. Bring in Liam Cohen for an offensive coordinator job because he's done it before in the NFL. He's done it before successfully with Will Levis. He's interviewed for other coordinator jobs across the league, the Bears being one. And so I think that is a pro in the Thomas Brown stock consideration. All right, I've got two questions. I'm going to ask you the first one, and then the second one, I think this is about the conversation that they could have. Here's my first question. My first one is, because you said Thomas Brown, is he above Bobby Slowick, in your opinion? You want to go ahead and get to our next topic? I I want you to answer that. I've got another question on the other side. I mean, I'm not... I don't necessarily have a pecking order of rankings. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> Thomas Brown and Bobby. Or do you want Brian, I'll throw Brian Callahan in there. There's three because you said Thomas Brown. I'll give you Thomas Brown, Brian Callahan and Bobby Slowick. How would you organize those? How would I rank them? Callahan one. I still think Slowick would be number two for me. And Brown would be three out of those three. But again, Brown stock up. That doesn't mean he's number two. It's just, he's climbed. That's why I wanted to clarify that. All right. The next question, the the next question I'll I'll get to is the approach. All right. I'm going to ask you an approach question, but first going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans, Health, Dental, and Vision, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. They've got agents that can help you if you are a Tennessean currently, right? You don't have to be born and raised in Tennessee. If you live in Tennessee, you can rely on Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee I actually was born and raised in Tennessee. I live in Tennessee now, and I have used Farm Bureau Health Plans over the last several years, and I love the benefits that they give me. I get health. I get a great health plan. I get great dental plan. I get great vision plan. I get contact allowance because I've been wearing contacts since seventh grade. Just check. They've been in business over 75 years. Get a quote today. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A to Z. And with the BetMGM app, you can always win big. We got two ways to win if you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet. It's code ATOZ Sports to go big on your first bet because the first bet offer is up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first game misses. But all playoff long, including the big game just a few weeks away, all you got to do is sign up with code ATOZ200. Then you place a $5 money line wager on any pro football playoff game to go, and you get $158. Uh, back in bonus bets instantly. So that's code ATOZ200 for a $5 money line wager on any pro football game to get you $158 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of how that $5 money line wager plays out. That's with code ATOZ200. BetMGM and Games Inc. remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, is the only new customer offer. A uh, subject qualification and eligible requirements, rewards issued, non job bonus bets, and for problem games, football, Tennessee Red Line, 800-889-9789. Zach, I know you had a follow-up question for me, so I'll let you hit it uh, when we're talking stock up coaches for the Titans candidacies. Real quick before we get stock down. If you're a coach 
interviewing virtually because that's what they've done with Rand, Rand Carthon and Amy and, and however they set it up. Mm -hmm. How much do you actually talk about Will Levis? Like, because you, you, you're sitting there focused on obviously their quarterback, but you are being hired as a, a, a guy for a job, right? That there's a lot of different levels of a head coach in the NFL. How much do you concentrate on Will Levis? I mean, a lot, but not too much. <laughs> you know, it's it's like because Amy Adams Shrunk said in her statement, a promising young quarterback, cap space, draft pick. Like there's those are the the good things and the the attractive qualities the Titans coaching staff has or coaching uh, job has right now. So you have to talk about a ton of it. And Nate's burner says half the interview should be about Levis. I think that's too much. See, that's why I think this is a good question is like, how much do you want to gloat over him and be like, Oh my God, we, I know I can take this guy from here to where he needs to be. But I mean, how much do you do that? And then how much is it is we need to install a really good offensive scheme and offensive system that when Rand goes to pick these players together, then we can sit there and form a really formidable team that can compete year in and year out to go to a Super Bowl, right? Like, I mean, I, there's yeah, a lot, I, lot of process, I, but how much is it about Levis? I think topics 1A, 1B, like the two topics that need to be spent the most time on in these conversations are Will Levis and the coaching staff that can be hired on both sides of the ball. I don't know which is 1A, which is 1B, but if you're Thomas Brown, you probably have to go with the staff and then lead into Levis, right? Like that, like Thomas Brown, if, he, if he's the candidate, it's here's who all I can bring in. Here's my contacts. Here's my coordinator. Here's my quarterback coach. Here's my defensive coordinator and staff. And this is why this helps Will Levis. And here's how I see us helping Will Levis and making him a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, uh, insert uh, elite quarterback here. That's, that's what I think that, process could look like i am very curious of how all of these candidates have approached that conversation versus what amy and ran have enjoyed hearing right yeah. i think that's yeah. I also, that, that that is a part of this i also left out offensive line coach uh, that needs to be uh pretty you know oc quarterback coach o-line coach Probably the one, two, three for anybody well, that is going to tackle here in a couple of months. So whether the coach likes it or not, <laughs> uh, you know, you still got to have a good old line coach. We've seen that. And uh, what Brian Callahan's got a dad that could come in and do it and still away from the Browns if you need him to. All right. So Zach, we've gone through stock up coaches and we both have Brian Callahan on our list. You have Bobby Slowick second on your list. I have Thomas Brown second on my list. Let's go through it and I'll show these. Candidates again, 10 available. Who is most stocked down? Who is most stocked down on this list? I actually said I would remove Antonio Pierce first last week, but that was before the Raiders hired him full time. Who is most stocked down, Zach? Um, and I'll let you uh, get to yours or the chats, whichever one you want to go with. Well, and I think, you know, the Antonio Pierce, you can't replace Mike Vrabel with Antonio Pierce. It's the same type of guy, right? So, like, yes. that was, I don't think, ever kind of on the board. Um, to be honest, I was shocked because I, I didn't see him coming. But, uh, and we've got a lot uh, coming in here on Dan Quinn, right? So, Dan Quinn, who really had a horrendous game 
uh, against the Packers. You talk about a really bad game as a defensive coordinator, but he has excelled the Cowboys defense though this year. So, I mean, that defense without digs in the back, I mean, you know, they lost a middle linebacker. They, I mean, everybody loses pieces, but Mm -hmm. uh, Dan Quinn for the Titans situation, I think I would agree with because uh, Curtis and IR says that Ben Johnson, uh, Sean Washington says Brian Johnson. I don't know if he's talking about Ben Johnson. Uh, Kafka from Patrick, uh, Ben Johnson from Clayton, Dan Quinn, Kafka, Eagles offensive coordinator from Steven. This is stock down. Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn easily. Brown from Jody, Dan Quinn. Um, all, all DCs just in general. Kafka, Mike Kafka. We've got Ben Johnson. He's likely going to be Washington's head coach, which uh, be be curious to see where Ben Johnson ends up landing uh, after the Lions run. So we've got Kafka and Dan Quinn. Yeah, Tennessee Sports Zone says it's Callahan. So going opposite Brian Callahan, that he is stocked down for him. Uh, I thought David Shaw was a curveball for me, and you know we talked about the Rooney Rule a little bit uh, before, but. Never have been a head coach, been out of the game, has really – now, he's been in the NFL and had a, a long time in the NFL. Yeah, But it's been a long time since then. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, it's 2005. Yeah, 2005 or 2006. I, I just don't think that's the hire for this. And I think David Shaw is a really nice person. That's a little bit of a – polar opposite of Mike Vrabel who will get in your ass and cuss you out or if you and some I think you need that and I just David Shaw is I think he's stocked down I I I would never hire him for the Tennessee Titans head coaching job right now so he's changed the most though he's the most stocked down for you uh yes Okay. Especially because what they've already had an in-person. Again, we talked about the Rooney rule. So like yesterday, yeah. They they've done more with David Shaw than they've done with a lot of other candidates, right? Now what? Yeah. logistics scheduling, all of that goes into it. I just don't think that he is the right candidate for the Tennessee Titans job right now. Maybe like here's where I would David Shaw would be one like Riverboat Ron Rivera, right? Some stability, get him over the hump. They they that's not what the Titans need. The Titans need a complete shakeup and a complete build of an offensive productivity plan. And David Shaw doesn't do that for me. I think David Shaw could be an offensive coordinator hire for the Titans if they go elsewhere for the head coach. That's not what I was asked, though. I was. No, asked I'm not saying you were. I'm not saying you were, but I'm just throwing that in there. My most stocked down coach is a guy that I was really high on. And he is, his stock has tanked for the Titans head coaching job. And that is Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. And it's because that I just don't think it's going to happen. This was uh, over the weekend on Saturday, Jonathan Jones, who covers the NFL for CBS Lions OC, Ben Johnson has already had interviews with Panthers and commanders today on Saturday. It's virtual interviews with Seahawks, Chargers and Falcons scheduled. John Glennon adds, barring an addition to the schedule, it'd be appear that, jo- that Johnson does not have the Titans high on his list. Six head coach interview requests, more than any other candidate. He'll do five, all except the Titans before the Lions play Tampa in the playoff game on Sunday. Now, Johnson did not get to all three of those on Saturday before the game, uh, but he got the two of them, and he's got the other one. But still, the Tennessee Titans have 
interviewed virtually or in person 10 of their 11 requests. Ben Johnson's the one they have. Ben Johnson, the most requested guy, has been requested six times. He's gone to all of them or scheduled all of them except the Titans. As much as it sucks, I think the most stocked down coaching candidate is Ben Johnson because maybe there's not any interest on Ben Johnson's side. Now, I'm going to have to speculate a little bit on this because I know for, I know this, the first name that I saw from a reporter about who the Titans would be interested in after the firing of Rabel was Buck Rising saying Ben Johnson. The Titans have significant interest in Ben Johnson. And so if the Titans' interest is still there and was there from the get-go, but Ben Johnson hasn't been scheduled yet, that makes me feel like it's not just a, oh, man, schedule's busy. Because 10 others have been done by the Titans and Ben Johnson is in five. So I'm the most stocked down on Lions OC Ben Johnson. Well, he's a wanted man. He's always been a wanted man for a long time. I mean, they were, I think Josina Anderson or some BS report was like, oh, he's demanding X amount of money. And they'd yeah, come out. $15 million said, dollars that is what that wasn't was true. Right. Think about that before you report that. That's crazy. Well, but uh, he's the most wanted. I could see him not, I don't want to say taking the Titans seriously. I just think that they are probably. If you are the most wanted man, there's better jobs than the Titans. I think, and I will say this, goes back to my rankings, Ben Johnson to the Los Angeles Chargers, I, and I don't know if this will happen, we'll find out, whatever. I think that makes perfect sense. Because you go, you get the quarterback. And I think if Ben Johnson, who has turned and elevated Jared Goff's play, we knew Jared Goff could play, but now at the level that he has, and the weapons that the Lions have half, the weapons that the Chargers have, I do think that that makes sense. I don't know. We'll find out. It may be a scheduling thing this week. If Ben Johnson all of a sudden agrees to a virtual conversation this week, do you change your mind? I think probably. Uh, it's still it's still the last one, you know? But, like he he is the he is the busiest of all of these guys. I, yeah, but, but it still so, makes. Throw, throw it on up right there. He Out of every single guy, the Bengals out, Giants out, Cowboys out, defensive coordinator, right, with Mike McDonald, who I do think is a good coaching candidate. I don't necessarily, maybe not for sure. the Titans. Texans out, Stanford hadn't, hadn't been around. Uh, Eagles out, Panthers out. Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, they are trying to make history. <laughs> They're trying I'll to go to the Super Bowl for the first time since – the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Zach, I'm, I'm looking at this. Ben Johnson had time for the Panthers, who we all think, we both think, the Panthers is the worst job opening in the NFL by a long shot, right? Like, he had time for the Panthers. You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. That's if it why goes another sp- week, and maybe the Titans have their sights on somebody else. They've at least requested, it sounds like. Uh Let's give it a couple of days. I, I'm not sitting here saying you're dead wrong, but I think you got to give it a few days, and I think that will be a little bit more telling. And Stephen Wood says, Austin, any thoughts on if Johnson believes the Titans already have their guy and it's not worth his time? Sure, that still means I'm stocked down. Like that, that my main reason for stocked down on Ben Johnson is not because I think Ben Johnson all of a sudden's a bad candidate. It's because I don't think it's going to happen. It's like when the betting odds drastically change. 
Like when when Lamar Jackson goes from plus 900 for MVP to minus 150 in one weekend on BetMGM, well, there's that's telling you something. I think Ben Johnson has probably gone from a, you know, a top 4 odds to be the Titans head coach to a lot further down the board because he hasn't interviewed yet and he's interviewed a bunch of different places and the Titans have talked to 10 other guys. And I just don't think it's going to happen. So the odds in the stock is way down on Ben Johnson. That's the most movement that I would put on any odds board of Ben Johnson with the Titans. Well, we'll find out a lot this week. I think, you know, it's starting to narrow down. There's a long list. You got to start narrowing down at some point. And I think that point is, I mean, they have a deadline of when they want their head coach. I don't think it's like an end-all be-all. We have to have our head coach by this point. But they've got a timetable. Uh, senior Bowls next week. It'd be great to have a head coach to uh, start scouting guys. Uh, maybe. Uh, but anyway, a super chat real quick before we move forward. Kane comes in and says, can they bring in Brian Callahan as head coach and Thomas Brown as OC? Both can bring in pieces, an O-line and a quarterback coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be a really solid one-two punch there. If you can get <clears throat> two head coach candidates on your staff, that's what the Titans did back in 2018 when they brought in Mike Vrabel as the head coach and LaFleur as the OC, both interviewed for the head coaching job. I think that would be very ideal. No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, And Patrick says, what do you all think the percentage is is that they hire Callahan today? Like today being Monday? Zero percent. Zero. Yeah, they can't. They can't. They're not Rooney Rule compliant that opens the door, that lifts the cover off the button to hit the hire button. That's why there hasn't been. I mean, who are the two teams that have hired their coaches? Promotions, inside jobs, inside promotions. Gerard Mayo, Antonio Pierce. The NFL makes it difficult. It's not an easy process. Here's what I do think will happen, and I'm curious to see. Let's just talk about this real quick. Okay. Gerard Mayo was a minority candidate, right? And that was in his contract. because, And I think you're going to start to see a lot more. You just put it in the contract. If Gerard Mayo was not a minority uh, candidate, do you think that people would start writing articles that that was racist? Probably. Somewhere, somewhere. I mean, I don't want to jump in this world. No, no. In today's age. So I do think you got to keep an eye. The Rooney rule is a good rule as a premise. I think intentions. intentions. The intentions are very good. And I think that you need to look at multiple candidates from different minorities. I, I think we've always said that, at least on this show. But as the rule continues to progress, you're going to find different ways of the process getting in the way. Not the rule. The rule is good intended. But the process, it takes weeks in person, right? You got to fly them out because there's perception. Now that's cost. Now, like billionaire problems, but... You send a jet, or if you're DeAndre Hopkins, send them Southwest. You know, you, you go there, and now you have to see that in person, and it delays yeah. the process. So uh, the whole point being, I do think moving forward, when teams signed coordinators, that clause will be put in for this reason. Well, uh, we, we do have some news that comes in. Panthers OC Thomas Brown. Stock up, having an in-person interview for the Titan Tate coach job today per source. This comes from Cameron Wolf 
who previously covered the Titans. Uh, the, then Wolf says, I'm told he had a strong first virtual interview. So that he, let's just put the sirens up. After this interview, the Tennessee Titans are Rooney are Rule compliant and able to hire somebody. So that's that's something right there. And that um, that would be three in persons, correct? Yeah, David Shaw, uh, Brian Callahan happened either today or tomorrow. Thomas Brown reportedly happening today from Cam Wolf just now. So back to the chat's question. It could be today. That that zero percent, I don't know, may have changed, but it I definitely think it's it's vast on the horizon. I expect this thing to move quickly, probably early in the week. And and here's another so my stock up, one of my stock up coaches, Thomas Brown, he's getting a second interview. Uh, in person today. And here's uh, my stock down was Ben Johnson. I got this from uh, Mike Herndon says noteworthy. The Titans did not get an initial interview complete with Ben Johnson, which now means they have to wait to him to speak to him in any capacity until the lions are eliminated because of how the timelines change based off of championship games. So they can't even talk to Ben Johnson. Yeah. And he probably doesn't want to do it either. So uh, that's my stock up stock down coaches got some live updates. Uh, right there. So Zach, uh, I guess uh, keep your head on a swivel over the next 72 hours or so after this Tommy Brown, uh, Thomas Brown. Uh, you start calling him Tommy today. Brown. Tommy but Brown. He's got to get hired before you start calling him Tommy. You can't give him a nickname until uh, he's officially uh, signed. Big, bad Tommy Brown. Meanest <laughs> man in the whole damn town. I mean, I, I love it right now. We can, we can get the t-shirts printed. All right. So Zach, let's talk about you know who sings that song. I don't right now. <laughs> I did not. Uh, no, I'll my you head. know, you don't know now, or you never do. No, I, I've one. Yeah, I, mean, I just quoted the song and a spoof. <laughs> I just spoofed the song, but I don't know who did it. Jim Croce. You, oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> all right, A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Let's talk about what happened up in Buffalo last night. Who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for in Bills versus Chiefs? As the Chiefs win, the Bills missed the field goal going wide right. I want to know where y'all's emotions were watching all that unfold in Buffalo. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn uh, to head for any injury that pops up in life. Make sure you get it corrected and get it taken care of with the experts and all the resources at Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And whenever that injury pops up, that's where you should go. Again, all the resources right there under one roof that's testing, clinic, Imaging, surgery center, rehab facility, everything, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Maybe that may influence who you were rooting for yesterday, but between the Bills and the Chiefs, use the bonus code ATOZ Sports if you are a new user for BetMGM. All right. So, who are you rooting for? Chiefs or Bills? Chiefs win by a field goal. Bills miss a field goal with under two minutes left. See, I mean, Jason, who's got a Chiefs, uh, yeah, right, yeah, logo right there. I mean, we know Jason's going for the Chiefs. Uh, Bills, F the Chiefs, uh, Buffalo. So I think here is, I think the thinking all around. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs, there's some stigma that we're tired. We've had Taylor Swift exhausting. Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, exhausting. Like, 
Brittany Mahomes, exhausting. And you know Patrick what? We've Mahomes. had a benefit. Jackson Mahomes has left the building. At least yeah. we don't have to deal with that dude. So that has been a blessing in disguise through the whole Chiefs, the Chiefs deal. But I, I'm tired of the Chiefs, and here's why. Here's why I wanted the Bills to win. I thought the Bills were going to win. But here's the mm-hmm. difference. And love or hate Tony Romo, he said at the beginning of the broadcast, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And the Bills were not going to beat the Chiefs. They were going to possibly tie the Chiefs. On that drive, Austin, you got four minutes left. You put your foot on the throat and you drive down there and you score a touchdown with less than 13 seconds on the clock. Like, that's what, that's how you beat the Chiefs. But what the Bills did, and Stefan Diggs dropped pass, that's a massive play for a big-time player that's got a big mouth, complains a lot. You got to make that play. Josh Allen put right on it. Josh Allen's got to make the throw in the back of the end zone as well, right? Missed opportunity. But even the check down for Diggs, the check down for Diggs drag route would have gotten him more yards. These are the plays uh, to beat the Chiefs. But all the Bills did, they were just playing Bills ball. And Bills ball for the last several years, that does not beat the Chiefs. But that throw, I think Josh Allen made the correct decision on the throw in the end zone to Shakir. But Chris Jones just made the play. Chris Jones bulldozed the left tackle of the Bills, and that throw was open, and he missed it by that much. And that would have been fireworks, right? Like, oh, it was so close for Josh Allen on that. I don't blame Josh Allen on that decision. I mean, you brought up Stephon Diggs. You just Diggs looked at the missed plays, right? Yeah, I what mean, about Sherfield? Like, Sherfield dropped a couple that were like chunk, big chunk plays right there. I was also rooting for the Bills. I I'm, I don't have necessarily Chiefs fatigue. I have Patrick Mahomes fatigue. The next time I hear a gravelly Kermit the Frog post-game interview on the field That's after Chiefs a win, fatigue. I no, it's Patrick Mahomes fatigue. I enjoy watching Isaiah Pacheco. That dude's a freaking beast, man. He is a monster out there. I like watching Trey Smith bulldoze D lineman because of uh, orange reasons. I like watching a lot of what the Chiefs do. I think Sneed and McDuffie on the back end are so much fun to watch. I just, I'm Patrick Mahomes fatigued, man. I just, I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> he drives me crazy. And that's a personal thing. It's like when I said I didn't like LeBron James' face because LeBron James' facial expressions drove me insane. Patrick Mahomes post-game field interviews after wins are driving me insane now. I'm well, I'm ready for something else. Patrick Mahomes is a lot like LeBron James. He ain't going anywhere. So I know. I you, well, you, LeBron might I don't know how long. He did that clock is ticking. He is ticking there. So I just want fresh, fresh faces, fresh stories. And we're seeing that with Detroit. And I'm sitting there watching post-game interviews in the field, and I'm smiling watching Lions players talk about it because it's new, right? Like, And so I'm just – Josh Allen, and I, that guy's played incredible against the Chiefs three times in the playoffs, and he's lost all of them. And it's like, damn. It's, you know, he's had moments of that But close. you have to play 1% oh, I, better I than incredible. And that's what he has not been able to do because the other guy on the other sideline 
continuously plays one percent better than incredible. Here's my problem, though. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest right now, no doubt. But where's the credit for his defense? Right? Like the defense is also that damn good. The run game. You talked about Pacheco. That's the the whole reason why they won, is they set the tone by running the football, consuming clock, scoring touchdowns. And then at the end, the Bills had two timeouts with a minute 44 left. They make that stop. They get the ball back with a minute. And Josh Allen has an opportunity to just go down there and kick a field goal. Yep. Couldn't do it. I'm going to, I rarely give a love of the show, but I'm going to do it. <clears throat> Brad says it's almost like a Peyton to Brady situation. And look, I, Patrick, well, did you Mahomes, see the beginning of the game, the pre game, uh, the pregame? No. Well, like the pregame, like right before the game, not the pregame show. Uh, I mean, I don't remember it. Well, but- they had this whole compilation of Peyton Brady. They went through, it was great. I mean, it really like gave you the feel feels of comparing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Will Arnett voiced it. It was very, very good. And oh, cool. you sat there and you're like, this is Spider-Man meme. Well, it, and, and my point is, Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it as a quarterback in football. Patrick Mahomes is currently the greatest that's doing it right now in all of football. But both guys get credit where their defenses were elite at times. And that gets overlooked from the Patriots in the early 2000s. And the Chiefs defense this season is getting overlooked. And Josh Allen's out there putting up great numbers, efficient yards, touchdowns, conversions, running the ball, doing everything for the Bills like Peyton Manning was doing for the Colts when he couldn't get past that Tom Brady hump because the Colts defense was not January prepped. You know, like that's that's where I kind of see it is. Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal, but I'm annoyed by him. And the Chiefs defense is why they won the game, in my opinion. Well, Lamar has an opportunity to steal that thunder away next week at home. That's true. But I don't want the logo thing to come true either. I don't want the purple and red logo thing to happen because then it's we're never going to hear the end of it. That that doesn't matter. I hope it doesn't matter. All right, <laughs> Zach, let's get to... Uh, Monday's age game. Monday's age game here to wrap up the show. Make sure you hit that like button too. We need more likes on the broadcast on Facebook and on YouTube. But first, real quick, Wilson County Hyundai, that's where you should turn for your new car buying process. Go get your new ride and say hey to Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Zach, it's the age game time. My chat is uh, blocked from my face, so I'm ready to play the age game. Okay. Age game. Let's connect the dots. If you've never played the age game, we welcome you in. It is the first, be quick, don't hurry, the first to guess the correct exact age of the individual that I put up on the screen here shortly. All right? So no Googling. You'll get put in timeout. We put Jake in timeout. He got he got bitched at for, for a little bit for not playing the game. Just guess. We just want your organic guesses. So... Yesterday, we just got done with it. I think the majority of people were were cheering on the Buffalo Bills. Well, wide right happened, and that took me back to the old Bills days. And I thought of one man and one man only. How old is Jim Kelly? How old is Bill great Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly, 
has had, had the stint with cancer, has beaten that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He is Buffalo, in my opinion. When I think of Bills, you, you've got some others, obviously, Thurman Thomas, Reed. I mean, you've got great greats, Bruce Smith. But Jim Kelly, how old is Jim Kelly? Ah. Hey, what year is this picture from? It's an older photo. <laughs> oh, man. How old is Jim Kelly? How old is Jim Kelly? All right. This is a good one, Zach. All right. So I don't know what year Jim Kelly stopped playing in the NFL. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was like, I don't remember him. I don't remember watching him. So I'm going to guess it was before my memories began of in the NFL, which my first NFL memory was watching Packers Patriots in the Super Bowl, Bledsoe versus Favre. I'm going to say Jim Kelly is 65 years old. 65. Yes. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Well, the first guess is Stephen King oh, wow. at 65 years old. Both of you submitted 65. Close, but not correct. Ah. Ashley's going with 80. Cost says 58. That's wrong. American Tough with 58. Jay who has won this game before, goes 66. So we know he's not cheating because that is wrong. A guy who watches the show all the time and comments, and I don't think he's won this age game, and I don't think he's won the prize that we give away for the age game, and that is Andre, 63 years old, is the correct answer Mm. right there on the dot. Jim Kelly is 63. And to put in a little context, that Super Bowl that you referenced, right, which was Packers and Patriots, which mm-hmm. was 1996, Six. was Jim Kelly's last year. Oh, so I, somebody was, someone was like, you don't remember Jim Kelly? I was like, no, I remember watching. I don't I have a childhood memory of watching him. That's so weird that that was my, man. Now the Bills went 10 and 6 that season and they lost in the first round to Jacksonville 30 to 27. So after that game, that was the last game and uh 63 years old. So for Andre, our champion, our champion Andre, head to the store, head to the shop and get yourself 40% off a of merch. We don't do this often, to be honest. This is a, a very special occasion. It's a Monday. We're feeling good. Andre, 63 years old, or uh, Andre's not, but Jim Kelly is. 40% off all of your merch today, today only for Andre. So if any of you guys go check it, I don't know if it will be there, but 40% off of our merch. Congratulations to Andre. Here's another thing that I'm, I'm thinking about doing. And I, I want to start it at the right time, which would be, I'd say, March, beginning of free agency. For our age game, 
will keep a tracker and you will put mm -hmm. you up on a big board. So you'll be, Oh, I love that. Well, we'll get a big board of champions of age games. And so, uh, but that won't start, but keep racking up, keep racking up. Congratulations to Andre. That means we all start zero, zero in March. <laughs> yes. We all start <laughs> zero, zero. All right. I, I dig that. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. I did drop the, uh, the, the merch link in the chat. So you go check that out. Shop that a to Z sports, national.com. Uh, for that one, man, so close yet so far away for me. Make sure you hit that like button on Facebook and on YouTube. Always, always way more people are watching the show than hit the like button. So we need more people to hit that like button for us. And I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday. Sam will be live for Titans at 2 later today. Buck Rising for A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. The Titans have a couple in-person interviews scheduled for either today or tomorrow. We'll keep it tracked right here at a to zsports.com. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. Appreciate it as always.